Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Honor to Wayne's Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons. My co-host, former Michigan and NFL offensive lineman Thomas Gwines. Rob Penn couldn't be with us this week. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Jabs Gym. Learn the fundamentals of boxing through high-intensity cardio and strength workouts with locations throughout Metro Detroit, the Eastern Market, Ferndale, and Birmingham. We'd also like to thank our other sponsor, Juke. You can purchase their football-inspired athletic gear at jukefootball.com. Last Saturday, the Wolverines defeated Bowling Green 31-6 at Michigan Stadium. J.J. McCarthy completed 8-13 of passes for 143 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Blake Corum had 101 yards rushing and two touchdowns, and Donovan Edwards chipped in with 50 yards rushing on nine carries. Thomas, obviously the big story here is the three interceptions that were thrown by J.J., but I do want to hear your overall thoughts about the game versus Bowling Green. Overall thoughts about the game was um, lackluster. Uh, definitely can't have that level of product, if you will, as we continue to start to move into the meat potatoes of the season. Luckily, it was a situation where, you know, and, and I'm not down in the guys at Bowling Green. Uh, a lot of U of M guys I played with and uh, coaches that were here when I was a player here at Michigan are now on the staff down in Bowling Green. Uh, if, if it wasn't really for the fact that we have the whole we have to be able to come back and to combat a three turnover day with those three interceptions, obviously, like I said, once we get later into the Big Ten season, that definitely probably could have spelled a loss for the Wolverines. So we were lucky in that particular aspect. Hopefully we are getting these growing pains out of the way early um, in these sort of situations where even if you're not getting our best shot, the shot that's given is going to be good enough for us to ultimately get the W, which is the biggest thing. Uh, secondly, uh, to my recollection, I think we came out of this game pretty, for the most part, injury-free, which which is huge as we continue to move into the Big Ten season. So, again, I don't necessarily want to say that this was an anomaly, if you will. I'm, I'm hoping that it is based off of the performance that J.J. has put up over the last two weeks. But even just listening to those numbers, eight of thirteen for you know a pedestrian hundred and 
whatever 70 yards uh, you just said. Uh, is it time to panic? I still don't believe that it's time to panic. I think that based off of the level of competition, we, you know, as the cliche goes, we play down to the level of our competition. I definitely don't believe that we put our best foot forward. And that was seen, even though, you know, we won the game 31-6. Again, Bowling Green played hard. Hats off to those guys. But at the end of the day, it's still Bowling Green, and we still are the University of Michigan. There's no reason why we're not putting up bigger numbers. Um, But it is what it is at this point. Uh, Continue to go back to look at the film, figure out what it is that we are doing right and what it is that we need to try to work on. So at that particular aspect, I think it was a thing because it definitely gave us some coaching points that we need to go back to, to the drawing board and, and really try to uh, cheer up some things at this point. Um, Rutgers is going to come in all lathered up. It's homecoming week for us. Rutgers is, you know, on a nice little run right now themselves being three. So I definitely feel like, you know, we're going to have our work cut out for us. This is not going to be the Rutgers team of old, I don't believe. Uh, but the other good thing is is that Coach Harbaugh is going to be back at the helm, I believe. So hopefully by having Coach Harbaugh back, continue to bring back some some continuity, if you will, and allowing the coaches that have been uh, carrying this loaded but then the head coaching position kind of getting back into their, their natural spots and bring some level of symmetry and cohesiveness back to the sideline. Um, hats off to the coaches that have shown up, Mike Hart and uh, Jay Harbaugh and Coach Moore. Um, those guys have done a really good job as far as stepping up during, you know, these these adverse times, if you will. But, again, just looking to put the band back together, get Coach Harbaugh back to where he's supposed to be at, let those coaches be back in their natural coaching positions as it stands thus far, and really just get back to the X's and O's and, and the overall execution. Um, I'm really interested to see how Donovan – responds this upcoming week. Um, I'm, I'm not really seeing the Donovan of last year. And again, you know, I know we spoke on some things where he put up some pretty lofty goals, some pretty lofty comparisons. I'm just not seeing that level of productivity out the young man as of yet. But again, the season's still young. Um, the offensive line is still gelling. I thought we did a pretty good job as far as pass pro went for the most part. Uh, JJ does what JJ does, but uh, again, continuing to work on changing the line of scrimmage, especially in the run game. That's going to be my biggest point of emphasis, not position blocking, but I, taking that front seven and moving those those defensive uh, individuals against their will and taking them to another location on the field. Now, uh, before we get into Saturday's game versus Rutgers, I did want to talk about the upcoming uh, conference schedule overall. Now, after watching the first three games, now I know you've been saying that it's been a very vanilla, you know, offense so far. So I guess with that in mind, like, it's like we have, uh, we're starting off here with Rutgers. And then after that, we have the next three out of our four games are all on a row. We have Nebraska and then we're at Minnesota and then we're home versus Indiana. And then we go up to East Lansing. I mean, these won't be easy games to win on a row. So like, are there any concerns going into this, you know, these first four, five, four or five games into the schedule? I don't think that you necessarily want to use the word concerns because the schedule is the schedule. The mm-hmm. games have to be played here, for, here in Ann Arbor if they're on the road. It is what it is. It's the nature of the beast. I think when you start talking about concern, the concern should be 
with the man in the mirror. Am I, as a player, am I actually doing all that I can to put forth the best product possible on those upcoming uh, football Saturdays? That's the point of concern. Not so much who it is in which, you know, the team has to face, not so much who is I, an individual player, have to face. I just need to make sure that as that individual, I've done all the work that needed to be done. And I've said it time and time again, during the week, that's the work. Saturday is payday. Saturday should be fun. Saturdays should be easy. Easy in the sense we've put ourselves in such uh, dire straits throughout the week that the game physically, mentally, emotionally should be easier than what we just went through during the week. And I'm meaning from making it classes and exams because, again, oftentimes as we continue to talk about college football, the college part sometimes get left gets left out, and all we continue to talk about is the football aspect. Right. But we still have to remember these young men are student athletes at the University of Michigan. That's one of the the you know selling points that we like to hang our hat on. That when our guys graduate, we're graduated with meaningful degrees. We have the largest alumni association in the world, and when you go out, you represent that block in. It says something. It allows you to compete with Ivy League schools or, you know, Stanford's and the UC Berkeley's of the world. So, you know, this is not professional football where it's just that's all you do all week is football. These gentlemen have classes. You got football. You got this. You got that. You know, they're still kids. So, you know, they're trying to carry on some level of social life, whatever that means to them. So when that week is done and that football Saturday comes up and I only have one thing to concentrate on, and that's the game, that should be the fun part. That should be the release. That should be the the culminating moment, the galvanizing moment that as these young men wear that beautiful winged helmet, are sitting there in that locker room and looking each other in the eyes like, okay, now it's our time. We've given of ourselves all week to everyone else. Now it's our time to get paid for the work in which we've done. So, again, is it concerned with these upcoming four games, road trips, home games, whoever it may be? Like I said, you know, you still got to go to the dance. I just want to know that these guys put the work in enough that once they get to the dance, they're not going to have sore feet. Well, let's get to the fun part then. Saturday, uh, this Saturday, the Wolverines are uh, hosting Rutgers for a noon kickoff at the Big House. The Scarlet Knights are uh three and zero, one and zero in the Big Ten Conference with a win over North- Northwestern in Week One. They're led by uh quarterback Gavin Wimsat. And uh, running back Kyle Manangai, who has over 350 yards rushing and five touchdowns in his first three games. So what's going to be the key to getting the W this week, Thomas? I think the key is just going to be consistency, understanding that, you know, it's going to be a dogfight. And again, it's going to be homecoming week for us. What better way for Rutgers to really um, kick off their Big Ten season? Obviously, they got the win over the Wildcats in Northwestern. But, but what better feather, if you will, to put it in their cap to start their season off is to come into Ann Arbor, get a dub on our homecoming homecoming day. So, you know, we're definitely going to be getting their best shot. So I'm hoping that the coaching staff and, and the kids are, are really understanding the, the magnitude of this game. Again, it's a, it's a lose-lose situation. And what I mean by that is this. If we win, we're expected to win, right? Um, there's no kudos for that. But if we lose, that's going to be huge. You know, not only did you lose your first Big Ten game, 
but you lost your first Big Ten game to a perennial league, you know, I don't want to say uh, – just say basement team, right? Uh, Rutgers is not highly regarded within the Big Ten or college football as a whole as a powerhouse at this particular time, even though I want to say Rutgers is the birthplace of collegiate football. But the Scarlet Knights are coming in looking to do big things. I think these young men over in Jersey are starting to get some swag, some confidence about themselves and feeling like that they can play on a on a major scale with a major program. And for us, that could be a little bit dangerous if we're not ready and taking those guys um, at their word that, you know, we're definitely going to receive their best shot. As I said before, win the turnover battle, win the war of attrition at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Speaking of their running back, we're going to have to pound this guy. We're going to have lane discipline. Uh, we're going to want to get to their their quarterback, make their quarterback uncomfortable as possible. Based off the three teams that Rucker has played right now, I'm not overly impressed with their level of competition, especially with some of the things that Northwestern has been going through this year. They're they're in a rebuilding phase, especially after the uh, loss of uh, of uh, Coach uh, Fitzpatrick. So all these things to be said, yes, it sounds good for the Scarlet Knights, but honestly, I kind of feel like the Scarlet Knights and the Wolverines are in the same space, right? We haven't really played any high-powered competition as of yet, none of note, and I don't believe the Scarlet Knights have either. So I believe this game between the Wolverines and the Scarlet Knights is going to be the fans and the football, uh, the collegiate football world's uh, first real look at what both programs are going to be bringing this year. With that being said, let's delve a little bit deeper into the playbook. Let's, again, keep J.J. calm. And as an offensive line, let's keep our quarterback clean and open up these lanes. As I said before, I'm really looking for some big things from Donovan Edwards right now. Um, I'm not seeing the Donovan Edwards of old, and that's not a knock on that kid. That's just based off the body of work that I've seen thus far. Not to say that he can't shift gears as the season progresses. Um, again, I don't really feel like this is the Blake of last year, the Blake Horn of last year. Uh, is he a 10 right now? No, I really feel like he's probably about a 9.25 at this point. Um, just noticing some of the cuts and the reads that, he's, that he has made over the last three weeks, whereas it's not as instinctive as it was last year. So, again, I still feel like we're knocking off some of that rust, especially after the injury. Do I believe that the the knee is healed? Based off his body work of what I've seen right now, yes. It's now just trying to get the football instincts to kind of kick back in and um, his his overall confidence in what he's doing. So, again, it's going to be an interesting Saturday to see what both what uh, both these programs bring to the table. I just really feel like it's going to be whoever has the proper mindset to to stay in the game. I think there's going to be some big shots thrown both ways and who's who's going to be able to sustain and who's going to make the, the, the best game day adjustments. Again, I thought we did a really good job last year, especially after halftime. Even some, some of those games where we were down, we went in, made the proper adjustments, put mm -hmm. the uh, uh, press the gas, and, you know, the Wolverines were off and running. This year, I'm hoping to see a little bit more of that, but a little bit sooner uh, prior to halftime because, again, I don't feel like that, at least from what I've seen thus far, we are a team that's going to be ready for 
make it a track meet off the bat. As the season progresses and things start to gel a little bit more, possibly, but let's, you know, step on these guys next early and often, get into halftime, make whatever adjustments we need to make, and then let's just really take the top off of it from there. Get out this game injury-free, put up the appropriate amount of style points to keep us in a, in the top five rankings, hopefully at least number two, if not climbing to number one, and get ready for that following week. Well said. So now before we get out of here, it's homecoming week here in Ann Arbor, and I did want to ask you about your first homecoming game, not just the game, but the week leading up to that. What Do you have any memories of that? Homecoming for me was never really a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because the university's so big. It was cool that, you know, as I got older, um, you know, it meant a little bit more. You started to understand things and the pageantry and everything that went along with it. But as I said earlier, you're so focused throughout the week with all of the things that you have to do as as a student athlete here at the University of Michigan, and especially back in the 90s, um, you know, we had our opportunities kind of go out and let our hair down a little bit, but the grind was the grind, and the grind was the master that needed to be served at that time. So you you saw the the kids out on State Street and Southview, and everybody was getting it in. Um, yeah, I never lost a homecoming game, so, you know, that Saturday night was always a fun time, <laughs> but that week thereof, like I said before, you were so committed and focused to the work at hand. You really didn't have time to take part in the revelry that was taking place on campus. So as a alumnus now, it's, it's more fun, if you will, because I have the opportunity to catch up with former teammates, um, experience some of the shenanigans and hijinks that that take place on campus even now as as a older wolverine as you can see the gray in the beard i consider myself one of the silver wolverines now but um again looking forward to have a having a great week as an alumnus but as a player it was all about trying to get the w once we got the w you know you went out and did your thing whatever your thing was but as we have been talking about the season is the season and we're just now getting started so, you know, you got to have a short memory. That win is behind you. Now it's time for us to start setting our sights on that next opponent. And that's it for this week's episode of Under the Wings Helmet. Thank you to our sponsors, Jab, Jim, and Juke. Also, be sure to check out Under the Wings Helmet merchandise at ASAPElite.com. Come back next week where we preview the game versus Nebraska. And be sure to listen to us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and the Believe Podcast Network. You can also watch us on ASAPElite.com, the ASAPElite YouTube channel, and the Believe Network. For the Silver Wolverine, Thomas Gwines, I'm Kyle Simmons. Go Blue. Go Blue, baby. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.